Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, uh, could y'all, uh, could y'all tell the Shantak to go to the mountains so we could find the little baby? Dr. Ira is on it. Dr. Ira has talked to every <laughs> single creature that we've come into contact with and has done an excellent job. And I have no doubt in my goddamn mind that he's going to be able to take us straight to these fire mountains and we can find a little baby one that moves. Through my connection with this animal, do I get the sense that it is as intelligent as that spider was? Oh, no, Anya. <laughs> I like a dumb god. <laughs> Ira's going to like stroke the neck of this creature, and <laughs> he's just going to think of a, a small mountain and like an arrow. No, it wouldn't know what an arrow is. He's just <laughs> thinking of a small mountain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're trying to guide it like this... Let's have another power roll just to see how well you can convince it where you want to go. Oh, I have a good boy. feeling about this one. Let's see. Oh, boy. Hey. 36 on an 80. Hard. Oh, hard success. The Shantak starts flying off in the direction of the mountains. Everybody's acting Like the world is ending and I hear people saying It's madness It's madness Okay, I've been thinking about this a lot, guys. Once we get there, we're going to have to find ghouls to get us back because I think at some point somebody said that ghouls could walk in between the worlds. 
I don't know what a ghoul is, but sounds like a creepy ghost guy. <laughs> the doctor's nodding his head like, duh. <laughs> As we all watch Artie's hat float to the ground. <laughs> no! <laughs> Two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> mm-hmm. The doctor is repulsed by this bald spot that he sees, so oh he <laughs> he r- takes the webbing that is stuck on his arm and hands it back to Artie. <laughs> oh. I don't suppose Lech and company were ghouls by any chance. Oh, is that what a ghoul looks like? <laughs> well, they're going to be ghouls soon, probably. Oh, yeah, because they become ghost things. Because the spider's going to kill them and eat them. <laughs> Do any of us know anything about ghouls? Yeah, give me Cthulhu Mythos rolls to see whether you know anything about ghouls. Nope. 44 over 10. Let's try. 30 over 10. 25 over 10. 50 on a 20. Uh, cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much luck. I only have 24 left. Uh, I don't think I want to spend 15. Oh, God, you don't even have 30. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about Pulp. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll spend 20. You're fairly certain for a start that Lach and her cohort were very definitely not ghouls. You do know that, yeah, there are ghouls that are native to the areas somewhere around Leng. Perhaps you were paying attention to some of the bits that Artie was reading out from that diary, or perhaps there's other bits you've heard that relate to that. But yeah, there there are areas underneath where you are, where the ghouls live. Oh my god, I was thinking of ghoulies. I was thinking of ghoulies. <laughs> I was wrong. I was, the ghouls live underground in Lang. There's something I think Audie might have mentioned earlier. Maybe I. Maybe it was the ambassador or whatever. Ghoulies live in toilets, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they're a little creepies. But uh, I, I think these things also, you know, un- looking down for them. But uh, was there anything else? Did I cut you off there, mind my mind? <laughs> I was just going to say that you you probably have to go back the way you've you've come, go back through Leng and across the plains to get to where you'd find any ghouls. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. We uh, we don't have to go to anywhere new. Uh, they're going to be right under the spiders, seemingly, perhaps. <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. We got this. We got this. Yeah, can we just take a moment to appreciate what's happening right now? <laughs> this is beautiful. I mean, we're riding a dragon. It's the shittiest smelling dragon I've ever, I mean, I didn't know, but I, you know, thought maybe they'd be a little bit more magical feeling than this, perhaps. <laughs> I never thought about incorporating animals into our act, but I gotta say, I got a knack for this. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. The Ling Ring Brothers. <laughs> I just took psychic damage from that, and it's even the wrong game system. <laughs> how, do you know how to tell it to land? The doctor laughs and says, do, do I know how to tell it to land? Of course I do. 
Uh, and he starts thinking about the baby mountain and then the ground next to the baby mountain. <laughs> Inspired. Well, you have potentially quite a long way to go before you get anywhere near there. And you are flying towards this mountain range, this huge mountain range, where you think perhaps from a distance the mountains are being carved or reshaped into various forms by ancient, possibly inhuman forces, but... But actually, no, maybe that's the way they look naturally. They do look, yeah, unpleasantly like they're, they're watching you almost as you're, you're flying towards them. The doctor's whole goal is to have people like uh, pay attention to him, so he's stoked. <laughs> <laughs> but you also get some idea that the mountains were even bigger than you thought because you are flying towards them and it takes hours and hours and hours even as the Shantak flies and the mountains are just getting bigger and bigger as you're getting closer. Is there any in-flight service? <laughs> the doctor whips out his pocket watch uh, and kind of like just like lackadaisically behind him starts spinning he's like... <laughs> You're feeling very entertained. <laughs> Artie's like a toddler with an iPad. Are you not entertained? <laughs> so, like, when we get our membership into the Anathenium, what are you guys going to do with it? Are you, like, have specific research that you're interested in? Or are you, like, trying to live forever? Or... Living forever sounds dreadfully dull. Yeah. I mean, I was just hoping to shadow Vicky <laughs> for the rest of my life. Which will be about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Four days, six hours, 27 minutes and three seconds. Artie's jotting that down in his notebook. <laughs> Remember to update it in real time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're planning on living forever, so time is kind of like whatever, nothing, nothing. schedules, nothing. Wow. Mm. It takes us three hours to get to the mountains. Who cares? So be it. I want it to take even longer because yeah. it doesn't matter to me because I'm going to live forever once we find this baby mountain. And then we get into the Anathenium, and then we maybe not be so boring like Thomas Major, but still live forever like Thomas Major, like something like that. If if y'all get back there and I don't, could you take care of my, my little guppies? Don't talk like that. You're going to be our little sidekick forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> the eternal sidekick. Oh. <laughs> His eyes are filled with hope for the rest of the flight. Always a sidekick, never a hero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, put your seats in upright positions. <laughs> Make sure your personal items are stowed under the seat or under the person in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you fly on through the gloom for hours and hours, and you are getting really quite cold by this stage. The temperature is dropping as you're, you're heading... Maybe further north, you're not quite sure how compass directions work around here. 
But certainly, yeah, it is getting colder and being on, on this flying beast isn't helping with that. Can we name it Spirit? This flight sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) But you do eventually make it to what looks like the base of these mountains. You can see these huge peaks towering over you, and they're odd shapes. In fact, now that you're closer, you can see that... The mountains around here all look vaguely similar to each other. They've got two peaks on each one. There's something about them that looks almost like mitres, just the shape of them. Speaking of the Song of Solomon. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Perhaps it's just because the idea has been implanted in your, your minds, but there is something about these, these shapes on each one that does make you perhaps think unpleasantly of heads. Do we roll sand? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, where do you guys think these little babies are going to be? If you were a mountain, where'd you keep your babies? In the crevice. Huh. Why? Uh, you know, uh, lots of animals keep their babies in their folds. It's true. They could be like kangaroo babies. Mountains, kangaroos. Makes sense to me. Marsupial starts with M. Yeah, I get, I'm with you. <laughs> Mount Supials. Mount Supials. Mount Supials, yes. <laughs> Vicky, you look like you're on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do you think it'd be in the front? Oh. <laughs> No. Oh, in the back? She thinks baby got back. Baby got back. <laughs> no. Vicky is currently thinking about asking Major if he wants uh, hits put out on certain potential new members. <laughs> my Shantac don't. My Shantac don't. <laughs> Shantac don't want none unless it's got rocks on. <laughs> Can you ask Dr. Ira, the Shantak might know where, the, where to find the babies? Maybe it eats them or something. I've got an even better one. And he jumps. Uh, have we landed? Wait, what? <laughs> he jumps. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he parachutes. <laughs> have we landed or are we still flying? It's up to you. If you want to convince the Shantak to land, you can convince it to land. If you want to keep flying, you can keep flying. Are we like level with the heads of the mountain or like where are we? Again, it's up to you. You're, you're guiding this beast. Uh, okay, the doctor is going to picture the peak of the mountain in his head and try to convey to land there. Are you thinking about the babies like Shh. like Audie said? Shh. <laughs> I got to touch the mountain to ask it. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, you're going to ask it where we're going to kidnap its baby from? <laughs> no, I'm going to say... Uh, you got a cute baby. Where is it? We got to take a picture. We need a picture of it for science. That sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> that sounds right. I'm not going to tell the mountain we're taking the baby. I'm going to say, hey, you like to show your baby off, huh? We just didn't know if maybe there was like a way to cut out the middleman there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mistake. This beast doesn't have the capacity to tell me about baby Whoa, mountains. don't talk too negatively about the beast while you're touching it. <laughs> he pets the beast. 
Oh. If you convince the Shantak to land, it's not delighted about the prospect for a variety of reasons, not least of which is that there isn't really anywhere up towards the top where it can perch easily. It's going to try to hold on, but if things go badly, you get the impression that it's probably just going to fly away and leave you there. Mm, That's not good. The doctor wants to think of, like, picture the Shantak lowering his head close to the mountain so that the doctor can just reach out and touch it. (laughs) You want to do a drive-by on the mountain. Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Quick in and out. Make sure the mountain consents first. (laughs) This is, I think, going to be quite tricky. Can I use some magic points to use telekinesis and like hold us a little bit in place with my telekinesis? So how many would you like me to spend? Oh, I'm considering the size of a Shantak. Mm. I'd say I'd want you to spend 12 magic points on that. Okay, sounds good. I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So Diamond's like trying to make a connection and like as soon as she realizes that it's going to be more than a magic point. (laughs) Oh, 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 actually, no, probably not. Like I can't even wield this thing. Like I'm, uh, and oh God. Oh, oh me. Oh my. (laughs) If it makes a difference here, you can spend more magic points than you've got. It just then comes out of your hit points. Oh, shit. That's cool. Uh, No, I'm going to save this for later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah, I I trust my man. Dr. Iris got it. No worries. And I'm helping, I bet, in in your mind. Think about it. I'm helping. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so you're leaning over the side of the Shantak, just dragging your hand across this, this rock face. What I'd, I'd like is a combination of a a hard dex roll and a hard clairvoyance roll. Okay, well, <laughs> I got a seven, so uh, whatever it is, I pass. <laughs> That'll do. Holy shit. <laughs> Amazing. Dr. Ira is the best goddamn clairvoyant. <laughs> Somehow you are managing to hold onto the Shantak and not slide off its slimy hide. You are leaning over the edge, dragging your hand across the rocks, and you are connecting with the mountain. Freeze frame. (laughs) On a seven, he's still moving the watch, so I'm hypnotized behind him. You get flashes of how these things spawn, which may be what you, you need. You can see that they don't breed per se, that they seem to reproduce by a form of maybe, well, not mitosis, but they it's like they bud. You, you get little rocky outcroppings that basically grow out and then roll down the mountain like, like scree. Mountosis. <laughs> God. Oh. Uh. That's all the doctor says. <laughs> It's a shame they don't reproduce sexually, but otherwise you could have a mount mounting another mount. But anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. And he'd be watching that in his brain right now. He'd be watching mountain porn. Well, Scott made Luke think of that, so it's happening. 
But you can see in your mind this this sort of budding process where these chunks of what appears to be rock grow down the mountain and it's almost like not quite a nursery down at the bottom but there's there are areas where there's perhaps a few of these baby mountains just there slowly growing from like where we are if i look around can i see an area that would look like a rock collection you think that if you went down to the base of this mountain, you might be able to find some of them down there. Yeah, the doctor comes down off his Rocky Mountain high and <laughs> thinks about <sighs> that, like the base of the mountain and like the rocks at the bottom of it and thinks that at the Shantak. Okay. And the Shantak swoops down towards the bottom of the mountain fast enough that each of you can feel your stomachs in midair behind you as, as you're diving down towards the ground. Artie goes to puke into his hat, but the hat's not there, so he just pukes all over <laughs> Dr. Ira. No! <laughs> uh, he, like, flies up behind you. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, <laughs> classic roller coaster puke. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think you puked over everyone else and not Dr. R. In my own face, yeah. Great. <laughs> nice. Role-playing. But yeah, with that, you can get the Shantak down to the base of the mountain. The problem at this stage is it's dark and it's gloomy. Everything's shadowed. Everything looks like rock. The Shantak can swoop around for a bit, but you can't see any obvious young to target at the moment. Can I ignite my tripod finally? <laughs> <laughs> to give us some light? There's a cream for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> finally. So we're, we're at Twin Peaks and he's setting something on fire. So, are we going to fire walk with you? <laughs> right. So, you're going to set fire to your tripod. Yes. For the team. For the siblings. The Shantak doesn't seem desperately happy about having a flaming torch on his back, but I'm sure that won't cause you problems. We don't mind a bit of desperation. <laughs> they put the no smoking sign on. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Try not to light the nighter on fire uh, since it's everywhere around us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what precisely are you doing at the moment? Are you swooping around looking for this, these things? Are you landing? What, what are you doing? I think he's going to try to convey to the Shantak to like fly at a low level. Um, <laughs> And just try to see a rock. Okay. <laughs> These things aren't exactly built for hovering. So you're seeing the base of the mountain and everything going by at speed. Uh, partially lit by this guttering flame of the tripod, but mostly that's just posing a fire hazard to the rest of you rather than actually providing illumination. <laughs> it's all right, y'all. I got it. Is everyone looking out for these things? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'd say then is you can each give me a spot hidden roll. I'd say it's going to have to be because of flying around and the camouflage of these things, it's going to have to be an extreme roll to, 
to see. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. Ooh. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Oh. I have a 25, so I don't think that's extreme. You would need a five, so you can spend six. Do you have enough luck? Yep, I'm going to spend six luck. That puts me down at 31. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking dice rolls, man. Hell yeah. yeah. This is a Pulp Cthulhu hero if yeah. I've ever seen one. <laughs> Are you a god? Oh, guys, I think I see something maybe. Uh, <laughs> let my mind describe it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you do see this cluster of what you thought were rocks eventually one of them does sort of move a bit and you realize it is alive and it does seem to have the same basic shape as these mountains it's got the sort of twin heads you might have to fly past a couple of times to get a good look at it and you can see that it's it's a baby, but it's bigger than you are. I mean, it's probably about 10 feet tall. And as you swoop past the third time, it scurries and tries to get out of the way a bit. And as it does so, you can see that while it does look like a mountain, it gets up on two oddly human-looking legs and just basically runs. <laughs> oh, that is so adorable. <laughs> The doctor is going to lean up. I mean, he's not going to be close to the head of this thing, but get as close to the head as he can. And he's going to say, okay, this is the moment you were hatched for. <laughs> Grab that little baby with your claws and let's go talk to some ghouls. Yeehaw. <laughs> what did we name you? Spirit. <laughs> Hi-ho, spirit. Yeehaw, Ryanair. <laughs> oh have you guys ever seen the stanford mascot mm -hmm. the stanford college mascot they're the cardinals and it's a christmas tree with a cardinal in the christmas tree but with two human legs coming out the bottom of it and i'm picturing conjoined ones just like running together <laughs> like <laughs> so you're swooping in and it's going to try to grab hold of this who wants to roll for the Chantak as it's doing this? What sort of skill? It's got 45% in this. Oh. I think this is Vicky's. <laughs> okay. 71. Ooh. So, the Chantak swoops in at the Doctor's Gardens, and the claws come down, and they don't quite grab hold of it. They knock the, the creature, and it goes flying and tumbling. And you hear this sort of cry of pain as it does so, as it slams into the side of the rock. Yeah, it is kind of a shriek that echoes across the the rocks of all these mountains, just echoes between them in the valleys. <sighs> Classic spirit. <laughs> the Shantak swoops around again, and as it does so, the mountain that's towering above you suddenly gets taller as it stands up. And two tiny little legs. <laughs> <laughs> As you're swooping around the base, you can see, yes, these two huge legs sticking out of the bottom oh. of it. As this mountain stands up and towers over you. And as this, this mountain 
steps forward to try to protect its young. I think I would like sand rolls off everyone. Oh, God. Because you're being attacked by a fucking mountain. <laughs> I passed. I just want to know what <laughs> Luke rolls here. 98. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you fumbled. Oh, my God. Yep. I passed. Amazing. So your Shantak pilot is going into a bat of madness. Did Good. anyone else fail? I failed. Okay. I passed 80 under 84. Okay. Oh, right. I forgot you have insane sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond the Dozy isn't affected by much. Mm. Hearty loses 10 points of San. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's enough. As does Dr. Ira. Nice. I got 18. That's pretty good. <laughs> Vicky loses two points of San. That's fine. And Diamond, Diamond loses one. Is that enough to push Artie into indefinite insanity? Oh, very much so. Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess for Artie's bout of madness, how about this? You have shown an unerring determination to ally yourself with whoever is the most powerful or at least the you know stands out the most in any situation yes what could be better for you than becoming sidekick to a motherfucking mountain i want to be a hillbilly You're going to be sidekick to the rock, finally. <laughs> you like Kevin Hart. <laughs> How's Vicky doing, by the way? Is she still... She hasn't lost a fifth of her sand, has she? Nope. Almost, but not quite. <laughs> okay. I, I'm trying, Scott. I'm trying. <laughs> as far as Ira's concerned, shall we go for the classic pulp option here of Desperate Plan? All the sane, sensible options, like swooping down in the Shantak and trying to grab this thing, have failed you so far. You need to do something absolutely over-the-top and unfeasible in order to capture this thing. Well, the doctor thinks, okay, we could try to convince this animal to grab one. Why not just bring the whole fucking mountain back with us, and that's an unlimited supply of baby mountains? <laughs> the hatchery the doctor looks at the mountain and looks back at all of you and he's like the pioneers used to ride those babies for miles and he um <laughs> thinks to the shantak to go go land back up on that peak and uh he's gonna have a new god he's on his third pantheon <laughs> <laughs> you are guiding the shantak to fly up to the top of this mountain which is I think slightly more difficult because it's now taller. What are you doing, Doctor? What are you doing? What's the game plan here? <laughs> Why are we going back up to the top? We're riding that. We're riding what? It's got all the babies in it already. We're just going to hop on top. I'm going to talk to it. And uh, I'm going to say, go to the ghouls. I go to the ghouls. <laughs> go to the ghouls. <laughs> Christ almighty. So are you coming with me or not? Because we're headed there now, honey. 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, after Diamond's seen all of the previous successes, uh, <laughs> you know, why not? Why wouldn't it work? Yeah, I'm fucking down. Let's do it. The doctor is filled with confidence. He thinks, well, there was first the spider god, then there was the Shantak god. Now there's a mountain <laughs> god. Maybe none of these were gods because I am the god. <laughs> I'm all for that doctor. <laughs> doctor god. Ira only listens to the mountain gods. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. That was just for you, Scott. Thank you. That's good. I liked it. <laughs> Scott, let me know how this sits with you. But what Artie's thinking is that since the Shantak hurt the mountain god's baby to impress it so that it might <laughs> take him under its wing as the sidekick... He's going to try to light the Shantak on fire by sticking the torch <laughs> into the niter covering. Oh, I'd like this. I like this a lot. Yep. That makes sense to me. <laughs> oh, my God. I think then give me a fighting brawl roll with a bonus die because, yeah, it's a large target and you're sitting on it just to see whether you can get to one of the nice flammable bits of niter. Okay. Amazing. Okay, I have a regular success on my first roll. Okay, it's a regular success. I can spend two points of luck to make it hard. You don't need to. <laughs> That's fine. This is a pretty easy task, I'd say. <laughs> so this Shantak that you're, you're flying at speed up to the top of this mountain, that in turn seems to be coming to you to try to do something unpleasant to you, well, that Shantak is now on fire. It is screeching in agony as the flames are licking across its thick hide. It is beginning to spiral out of control. Save yourself, Miss Vicky. Let's find out what Vicky and Diamond are doing here as the ones who are in what approximates their right minds. Use your powerful physical magic to help us. <laughs> How far off the ground are we? It's a good question. <laughs> Oh, at this stage, certainly hundreds of yards off the ground. Are these mountains like some of the tallest in Ling, or are they like, you know, they're just whatever? No, no, they're, they're pretty tall. They're pretty tall. Tight. That's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we have to all jump off. <laughs> <laughs> And those of us who have more than 30 luck will spend all of our luck and uh, and then we'll be sitting in a bar somewhere back in the world telling a story of how we talked to the ghouls and got out and got back. Rich off baby mountain money. Is the mountain close? The mountain is very close. Can we jump onto that and slide down? <laughs> That is the one ray of sunshine in all this, that no matter how far the Shantak flaps out of control, the mountain is chasing you and just, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. you're not getting away from it at this stage. So jump onto the mountain and slide down pulp style. Pulp style. Yeah, hey, we're actually going to do that pulp style. <laughs> then give me a pulp style jump roll. Sounds great. Oof, I failed that. Okay. Oh, I'm going to spend five to make mine a success. <laughs> so you are, 
<laughs> you are somehow riding the scree down to this bottom of this mountain without well, yeah. getting hurt. On the other hand, Vicky, you've managed to jump free, but you are not in control of this. You are perhaps holding on to the side of the mountain. You're certainly not sliding down, and your grip on the side of it is tenuous mm-hmm. at the moment. You're in grave danger of just getting thrown off and plummeting to your doom or getting trampled or smashed. What are you doing? Well, it's a rock. (laughs) So (laughs) there's not a whole lot I can do. I guess just push the roll with my base and jump. Oh, nice. There's not much else I can do, Scott. It's a rock. The alternative, I'd say, is you could... Just let go and trust the chance and hope you you bounce your way down, put it to a luck roll. Let's do that. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I passed with a 34 Whoa! under 60. Nice. <laughs> Vicky's just trusting her instincts that have kept her alive through a good 150 hits at least so far. <laughs> I feel like this looks very Viper-like. Going down the mountain. Yeah, just sliding sinuously. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Something clicks in Artie's mind. <laughs> I wonder. So both Vicky and Diamond are just bouncing down the side of this mountain. You will get scratched up a bit in the process, but you're not going to be too badly hurt by this. On the other hand, Dr. Ira, are you staying on the burning Shantak or are you doing something else? The doctor is going to try to pull a Sully Sullenberger. (laughs) (laughs) Crash land this thing on the mountain. Okay. And is Artie in this to the bitter end as well? Yeah, I feel like Artie's trying to put on a show for the mountain. So just like continuing to do stupid things to try to kill the Shantak in front of the mountain. (laughs) Firing his pistol, cutting it with his pocket knife, (laughs) getting the compass out. The good news is that the Shantak's hide is so tough that the, you know, all your attacks are just bouncing off it. The fire, on the other hand, is is upsetting it a fair bit. Now, mm. it's upsetting it enough that I do want, I think, an extreme power roll off the Doctor <laughs> just to see whether you can keep any kind of control over this, this Shantak as it is in agony whether you can get it to the top of the mountain or whether you are going to crash and burn with it. You said I need an extreme? You do. He didn't say crash and burn. He said he wanted to sully this. Oh, no. I'm going to, I got a 90 on an 80. I'm going to push this roll. It's got to be an extreme. So you'd need to roll a 16 in order to to succeed. Yep. (laughs) I am aware, and let's push the roll. You got that. Push this roll. Push the roll. Oh, no. What are you doing in order to exert that extra control over the Shantak? The doctor is trying to guide it to just crash land onto this mountain, but it's like concerned about the fire and not listening to me and like flapping around. And so he just arms and legs wrapped around the neck like <laughs> like cheek pressed up against it like as much physical contact as he can get with this flaming dragon bird 
and he uh, gives it a little kiss on the back of the neck and he gets uh, sidetracked with that and forgets to think (laughs) about landing. Can we say the spider saw that from below somehow? (laughs) Oh, it's a long game. I'm trying to make the spiders jealous. (laughs) What's Artie doing while... The doctor is making out with the burning shantak. Yep. Artie's fantasy is that the mountain (laughs) saw him hurt the shantak, which hurt its baby, and appreciated all of that, and that he's going to leap off toward the mountain, and the mountain's just going to catch him. (laughs) Out of gratitude. Yep. I love that. Why not? You know? I think that... Just give me a jump roll to see how well this works for you. (laughs) I'm great at jump um, (laughs) with the bass. (gasps) Oh, fucking hell. 24. I'm going to spend four points of luck. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Then you leap off and somehow you have managed to find a little crevice in the side of the mountain there to hold on to and if you tuck yourself inside it it almost feels like the mountain is giving you a hug i knew you wanted me (laughs) i knew it i'll be your sidekick forever i got little legs too and i'm slow i feel like it's the perfect fit i love you i'll give a little kiss to the mountain to stay on theme the doctor looks over and winks. <laughs> Weirdest double date ever. <laughs> and the doctor is there on this spiraling shantak that is now engulfed in flames, that is crashing down hundreds and hundreds of feet down towards the rocks below. Probably fine. How were you doing for luck? I got 31 luck. Hey! <laughs> Look at him keeping track. Nice. Well, then let's just frame it like this, then. We can decide about the luck spend afterwards. Those of you at the bottom of the, the mountain, so Diamond and Vicky, having got to the bottom, can just see this trail of flame going through the air as this Shantak screams in agony. You can just about make out the form now also engulfed in flame of ire on the back of it as it spirals around and then just crashes into the rocks down below in a burst of flame. Dr. Ira! <laughs> oh, and Diamond's like running to the uh, crash site. Okay, what's Vicky doing? Is Artie still clinging to the rock up above? Artie is well out of sight. He's hundreds and hundreds of feet above you. Okay. So nothing to do with Artie then. So I'll follow Diamond. Okay. Now, the only problem with any plan that you might have to rescue the Doctor is you do have an angry mountain chasing after you. And... As you run over, there is this huge foot that comes crashing down, probably about 20 or 30 feet away from you, but it's enough that you're actually shaking. You jump off the ground involuntarily just from the shock wave and tumble forwards. Dozy! And you can see the other leg now is swinging over in your direction. 
Dodge, dip, dive, done, and running, dodging. How about Vicky? Are you. What are you doing in this situation? (sighs) (laughs) Just trying not to die. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. So, is your plan at the moment just basically to get out of the way of the big giant foot? Yes. Yes. Well, let's have dodge rolls off each of you. This is a weird day. Mm. Let's see. I got a 42, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And I believe that is a success. Yes, exactly a success. 42 on 42. And how about diamond? Uh, Well, I would have to spend 12 luck to make that a success. And I currently have 37 luck. (laughs) Well, it's up to you then how you want to do this, because I've got an ordinary success on the stomp roll for this mountain Mm. on each of you. Does it look like if this thing comes down on me that, like, there's a very good chance that I'm going to die? Like, maybe, like, with the concentrated force of an entire mountain coming down on you? Yeah. I think it's fair to say that I, I wouldn't bother rolling damage on that. Gotcha, gotcha, cool. So you'll be cool. fine. Yeah, I'll let it happen then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to accept your fate as Mountain Toe Jam. You should probably use your luck. Well, I was going to spend all of my luck as this thing comes down on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Vicky rolls out of the way quite nicely, and you just see Diamond disappear under the foot. I'm never getting home, am I? Artie! (laughs) Artie is there within the, I was about to say warm embrace, but it's not very warm. The stony embrace of the mountain. No one's ever understood you. No one's ever accepted you like this mountain has. Artie's up in the crevice, just kind of hugging, (laughs) hugging the side right now. Uh, But I think the mountain having pretty much put pay to almost every threat that was there to its young is just going to start settling back down again. And Vicky was running over towards the remains of the burning Shantak. Yes. So, how did Dr. Iris survive this, assuming you're spending all your luck? What unlikely course of events has led to his survival? So as he's embracing and kissing the the neck of this (laughs) Shantak, it gets the message of like crash land, but it completely misses the target location. So it's like near the base of the mountain going straight down. And the doctor realizes that if he doesn't do something quick, he's not going to make it. So he closes his eyes and tells the Shantak to swallow him. And he's going to use the inside of the Shantak as, as a padding, essentially, to this land, crash landing. I thought these things smelled bad on the outside. Incredible. The doctor's going to um, run, get up and run down the neck of this Shantak, grab onto its nostrils and shove himself into the, oh, the gullet of the Shantak. So you're using its internal organs as airbags. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Incredible. <laughs> okay. 
So it sounds like then maybe by the time Vicky makes it to the burning remains of the Shantak, you can just see this this hand poking out of the shattered rib cage. <laughs> oh, thank fuck. <laughs> the doctor sticks his head out and he's like, kind of smells like barbecue. <laughs> Would you stop tauntauning? He offers a chunk of meat to um, Vicky. Very tempting. No, thank you. And what's happened to Diamond? Because Diamond was stomped and then a mountain sat on her. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm perfectly happy with the three of you, like, not finding Diamond's body (laughs) right now and then doing a little epilogue for Diamond at the end. (laughs) Sounds good. So, we're in this situation now where Diamond has disappeared... Artie has disappeared, as far as the rest of you are concerned. There is Vicky, who has just pulled Ira out of the burning shantank. Mm-hmm. Where does this leave you? Ira, can you get us home? You got us here. Can you get us home? I did do all that all by myself, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he looks over at the burning body of what he once thought was a god. <laughs> he... Looks over, see if he can see any spiders, and then he looks at the mountain, and he's going to kneel next to the mountain and basically pray to it. He's going to put his hands on it, and he's out loud saying, Dear Lord Mountain God, (laughs) who rules the land of Ling and, and is just, I mean, personally, my favorite thing about this place, uh, go ahead and... Just give us our friend Artie back and maybe just uh, give us a quick lift. Lift to where? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Give us a quick lift out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think given everything that's going to happen, even if the mountain were capable of noticing such a thing as you, it wouldn't. You've got your hands on it, you're praying to it, but fundamentally, you're talking to a rock. Uh, and if you don't, I'm going to steal your baby? (laughs) You're still talking to a rock. Ira, you did the whole opening dream thing back in the real world. Why can't you do that here? We don't need a mountain to get us home. That's right, we're in a dream. Maybe. (laughs) Holy crap. Good luck doing that without knives being thrown. (laughs) (laughs) I've still got knives. (laughs) That's true. Okay, so let me think. And he pulls his pocket watch out and he kind of rubs it. And he's he's thinking, he's like, okay, I need you to, uh, how many knives you got? Two. Oh, plenty. That's double what we need. (laughs) (laughs) Get one of them knives out and... Can you do any cool tricks with it? I can stab people in the throat. Oh, can you throw them up and then catch them? I can try. I normally throw them at a target. (laughs) Okay, well, picture this. You got two knives and your target is about seven feet above you. And you're throwing (laughs) one 
knife up in the air and it's coming down and you're catching it with the other hand while that hand has just thrown the other knife and it's coming down and you're catching it with your other are you familiar with juggling (laughs) not my normal thing it's very entertaining and the crowds love it so i'm thinking let's get this place liven up a little bit you start juggling knives and i'm gonna start waking us up and he is like waiting for Vicky to start juggling the knives, but he's like getting the pocket watch spinning, <laughs> geared up. Is that a dex roll? I'll let you make a throw roll just to see whether you <laughs> oh, completely God. fuck this up. I probably do. I think it'd be really funny if you fumbled this and stabbed Ira, but well, we'll, we'll see. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fumble, but I didn't pass either because like i normally when i throw them i throw them at someone so you throw the first one up and it just clatters to the ground catching is what's hard you try to grab it but it's not what you do told you i usually throw them at people well sometimes when we fail in our show it turns out to be even more entertaining than if we had succeeded (laughs) (laughs) we're feeling not sleepy We're not feeling sleepy anymore. Wake up, the bodies of us. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. You see, the problem is you didn't dream (laughs) yourself here. Yeah. (laughs) So waking up isn't really going to work. However, if you wanted to try to convince yourself that that's how it works, I would accept a spontaneous use of the Cthulhu Mythos skill as a way of doing this. Here we go, here we go, here we go. He's so benevolent. Let's get a let's get a one going on in here. What do you guys think? Let's get a, a fucking one. one. No, get a sixty-nine. Oh, you can spend four. I don't have any luck. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you just spent all of it. Oh. The problem is, yeah, you are realizing, yeah, you are awake. You didn't really dream yourself here. You could try to find some way of pushing it, I suppose. If we're actually awake, then I'm doing this all wrong. And he like stops spinning the pocket watch and starts spinning it the other way. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, we actually are feeling very sleepy. And he's going to try to try to dream his way out of here. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, then give me that push Cthulhu Mythos roll. You've got a 10% chance. I'm sure it'll be fine. I've got a 20% chance. Oh, 20%? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the extra. Look out, world. I'm going to win, for sure. Yeah. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So, as the doctor spins his watch... Uh Uh-oh, I feel the nightmares coming. (laughs) Yeah, everything goes a bit strange. And we'll come back to the two of you. Fantastic. What's Artie up to there within the loving embrace of the mountain? Well, I think it's a strange relationship because (laughs) Artie doesn't really have a way to communicate with the mountain, but he feels like he's the mountain's sidekick. So he's kind of perched in this crevice. He also has no way to get up or down. So he's just kind of stuck here. And I think what he's done is he's convinced himself that he's an integral part of this. So he's fashioned a new hat out of like a piece of slate and he's wearing it. And 
he stays there and slowly starves to death. And I think that because it's cold, by the end of it, he's naked and he's kind of sprawled against the side of the mountain and he's just getting stuck there. Just mummified in the crevice. Yes, exactly. With a smile. With a hat and a smile. <laughs> Fundamentally, that is the best art he could have hoped for. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have died with a sense of purpose. It's almost like surviving. It's better than surviving. You know what your purpose is. You've achieved your goal. You have become the ultimate sidekick. <laughs> and so, yeah, who needs to survive when you've got that? <laughs> yes. But speaking of surviving, what happened with Diamond when the mountain sat on her? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Diamond was imprinted into the ground, into the rock here, and used just like the rest of her magic points, like <laughs> in that go to just like stave off any sort of uh, external force on either side of her bones. So there's like indentions <laughs> of the of the stone, like into her clothes and then into her body. So she fully pressed, like her skin is now embossed with the like stitching of her clothes around her. But as it lifted up that leg and continued on eventually at some point in time and moved beyond her, she slowly like peeled herself up out of this uh, <laughs> diamond shaped <laughs> hole in the ground. It might have taken a bit of time for you to do that because, at least in the short term, there is a mountain quite literally sitting on you. But mm -hmm. in time, it's going to get up and go for a stroll, so you'll have a chance to, to get out when it needs to stretch its legs. Yes, she goes to sleep. She takes a doze. She takes a snooze. Diamond Dozy takes a snoozy. Diamond the Dozy takes a snoozy. And uh, yeah, when she wakes up, she's feeling like, you know, extremely, probably it's the first long sleep that she's had in a long time because, you know, to her life. Life is, on the road. Life is on tough. the road, man. It's, it's wild mm -hmm. times out there. And so I have a game plan for if she can get back to the real world. I didn't know if that was a, an option or a possibility. Oh. <laughs> Let's find out, because when you make your way out of your diamond hole, you find the burnt wreckage of the Shantak for a start, mm -hmm. but you don't find the others. You mm. don't find any trace of Artie, of Vicky, of, of Ira. There's just you. I'd like to like try to find... Uh, caves or any sort of path to an underground system back towards the way we came uh, across <laughs> the the canyon there. Uh, could I roll natural world to like be on the lookout for some caves or underground spots? Go on. Seeing as you've, you've been desperate to try natural world all this time, I, I feel <laughs> like I have to. And I failed. <laughs> 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 oh. oh god that's so poetic so yeah you are wandering through these valleys between these huge mountains would you just feel a glaring down at you disapprovingly every now and then you hear the sound of rocks moving around and you're not sure if it's scree tumbling down the mountains or if you've got baby mountains following you and stalking you 
So Diamond has a pretty high disguise. So as she's traveling <laughs> along, she's kept up with, you know, Artie's whole vibe. And so she's picking up random bits and pieces uh, of debris and such uh, from the land in order to put like horns on her head and <laughs> shadow around her eyes to make her eyes look larger, kind of making her legs look look bigger and, and fluffier. <laughs> she's trying to uh, to give herself Lang-like features as she's continuing on. And is your goal to head back towards the plane? Yeah. So you do make your way back there over time. And by the time you do, you're dehydrated, you're exhausted, you're half-starved and delirious. And you make your way back to the plane. The plane at this stage is deserted. The fires have burnt out. There don't seem to be any signs of the people themselves around here, just the huts that they were living in. But you do see these bowls of light that I described earlier. She goes to one immediately. Now that you can see them close up, you're looking through and you can see grass on the other side or within it. You can see... And there's like no green on my side. No, not at all. So it's way greener. Hmm. Party grass or? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's going to dive. She's going to like give herself a little introduction actually to literally no one and just be like, <laughs> once again, this has been Diamond the Doozy. I thank you all so much for coming. It has been a pleasure to entertain you this evening. And with that, and she dives into the light. And you dive through this, this light or whatever it is, and you find yourself in. A garden? Yeah, it's a garden. There's, um, there's a little plinth that's got a statue on it, but the statue seems to be, again, cloaked in light. And you've tumbled through. You're in the grounds of this house. So, not, no, it's not a house. It looks like it's maybe, yeah, maybe some kind of academic institution. You can see that there are a number of young people wandering around. I say young people, young adults, wandering around. I rush to the nearest one. Where am I? Where, 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 where am I? What year is it? What, what part of the country am I in? Am I in America? Am I... <sighs> the woman you run to just steps back in absolute horror, looking at the absolute state of you. The disguise that you put yourself in and the, your, your racket emaciation, <laughs> your, your deliriousness. <laughs> someone get security! <laughs> yes, someone get security! I have to figure out what's going on! You eventually get holed off by a couple of guards who, who take you first of all to the infirmary just to see what's wrong with you. Are you ashamed there? What are you? Are you one of them goat men? What's going on with your face? Let me see your eyes. Hey, 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 you with the hair. You got more underneath it? What's going on there? And she's like flicking at it and kind of touching it. And you find eventually, yeah, through conversations with the, the nurse who's looking after you and a couple of people who come to speak to you, that you're at the Miskatonic University in Arkham, that you've just appeared in one of the quads there that you, you just seem to have stumbled out of a statue that they were sent a while back. I would? Yeah. <laughs> There's a statue and you just seem to step out of the statue. Remember how we got to Lang? Was I a statue? 
No, I mean, she, I mean, I know that, but you know, Diamond, you know, she, she's confused. Yeah. <laughs> they take you eventually once you're recovered enough to look at the statue and see whether it jogs any memories as to what happened, because no one really believes that you stepped out of a statue, except a number of people say that you absolutely did. And yeah, you can see this, this strange carved statue on this plinth that looks an awful lot like the work that you saw in uh, Lachak's apartment. <gasps> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, she looks at her new best friends, the only <laughs> people who believe her in the world, and she says, uh, do you know any hypnotists? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave your arc there. And that just leaves Ira and Vicky. Yeah, you have tried to wake yourself up. One way or another, you've tried to get out of this, this dream or deeper into it. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really work like that, though, does it? Because you are awake. After spending like an hour trying to hypnotize himself into either going to sleep or waking up, he spends like an hour doing that. He spends an hour praying to the mountain and he switches back. And like after a few hours, he realizes that this is not going to work. And he is like, well, if I'm stuck here, if I'm stuck here, I might as well broker a peace deal. I got to help out somehow. Except you're not really stuck there, are you? Because, well, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Because you did sort of managed to wake yourself up because that's what you were trying to do and you you pushed that role and you know it clearly worked and i mean at some point you realize that you're not really there anymore you sort of are but you aren't you and and vicky can look at each other and you you realize you can sort of see through each other you're not really there anymore. Maybe if this was a dream and you didn't dream yourself here, maybe waking yourself up within a dream that you didn't dream is the worst thing that you could do. <laughs> As you can see, just little bits of yourself gradually drifting away on the breeze. As you wake. And should we leave things there? Everybody's acting Like the world is ending And I hear people saying It's madness The bad guys keep on winning And the good guys keep on losing We're searching for the light in the darkness No one seems to know Who's a friend of hope Everybody's taking sides again It's madness It's madness
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolfpack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.